In a world that appears to make no linear sense, there is a time-travelling rabbit with an important agenda. What is it? No one knows, but it has something to do with basketball. Welcome to a reality where a famous pig actor turned despotic leader rules with an iron fist, and a psychopathic duck may be our only hope for salvation. Welcome to the Tooniverse. The Space Jam Continuum is a show where two brave souls attempt to create a cohesive cinematic universe out of something that was never meant to be one. Looney Tunes, from 1937 all the way to Space Jam. Why? Because in an era where all people want is a cinematic universe and reboots of old cartoons, we're the only ones with a resolve to combine the two. So join us every Wednesday as we explore the depths of the Tooniverse, slowly clawing our way ever closer to the 1996 classic. That's the Space Jam Continuum, every Wednesday at kaiju.fm or wherever you listen to podcasts. Oh, and we advise you start at the beginning. It's a good idea. If you're hearing this, you've successfully decrypted Merely Roleplayers Season 5. I'm Matt, I'll be setting the scene, and joining me backstage in our top-secret HQ, our four fine players who will be bringing the drama. Would you like to go round the table and introduce yourselves? Hello! It's me! Strat! (laughs) You sound really unsure. (laughs) I didn't know if we were allowed to tell people who we really were. Uh, I think backstage we're allowed. Yes, okay, this is safe. You were like, oh my god, I'm going to get disavowed. I don't want to be be burnt. (laughs) Only people who've successfully decrypted the the season can hear this, so it's fine. (laughs) Uh, It's going to self-destruct when the episode's done, so... Yeah, if you're driving the car, bad luck. <laughs> uh, welcome back, Strat. We last saw you uh, pistol whipping people to death in a town called Amnesty. Yeah, yeah. Can't wait to see how I kill people this time by accident. <laughs> well, you're allowed to kill people on purpose this time. That's uh, true. That's not going to matter. <laughs> pistol whipping people doesn't sound like by accident. <laughs> <laughs> I only meant to You'd knock be... him out. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> You'd be surprised. <laughs> uh, that's a, a new voice. Welcome, Chris. Hello. Chris is joining us, uh, a guest from uh, across the across the podcast boundaries uh, yeah. from the Space Jam Continuum. Podcast friends! <laughs> you want to tell people quickly about what the Space Jam Continuum is? Uh, for some reason, about a year ago, a friend and I decided we were going to try and make a cohesive cinematic universe out of the entirety of Looney Tunes all the way from 1937 to Space Jam to help Warner Brothers out because their cinematic universe isn't doing very well for them. It's hell. <laughs> but what a service. Oh, right? yeah. <laughs> Someone someone had to do it, I think. Where between 1930 whatnot and Space Jam are you? 1947. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a longer task than I think we appreciated we were taking on to okay. begin with. So like a year, a decade. Yeah, I think it's going to thin out. I think it's going to thin out. It's going to be fine. Uh, so thanks for joining us. Uh, also, uh, who's next round the table? I'm Ellie. Hey, Ellie. Hello. Welcome back to another season. You've been in all of them so far. Yes, I'm so sorry. Regular Ellie. You're a vet. <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> yeah, like a veteran. Okay, good. That's fine. Not a person who fixes animals. Don't give me that sick dog. I can't help it. I really can't help it. So. <laughs> Three fat spies and a veterinarian surgeon. Uh, and welcome back, Vicky, after two seasons off. Hello, everybody. Yeah, two seasons off. Means you- I haven't done a season since like we haven't, I haven't recorded a season since January it sounds like we should be announcing something about how you've been in rehab yeah essentially yes that is what's happened yeah it's just busy. are you feeling well rested uh yeah why not <laughs> <laughs> there was such air quotes around well rested there Matt yeah 
I mean, my voice probably sounds slightly different to how it did last time I was on a series because I have A, had a cold and B, I'm slightly hungover. Adult headache. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Correct. Euphemism, I've not heard that one before. Oh, it's no, one of my favourite. It's a good one, yeah. Not that I have to use it regularly or anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, I, I like the energy that we've got in the room around the table today. I'm going to I'm gonna start by, by pitching you the season. How about we do a season where you are Blackshaw... Uh, glamorous international touring theatre company who are also uh, sleeper agents for the British government. Nice. Spying for the service. And you go around and your cover as an international touring theatre company gets you across borders and things. And then when something is required of you, the service activates you and you have to go on missions. I accept your offer. <laughs> yeah, this seems, this seems legit. Uh, we need to work out a little bit where, where Chris fits into this, because we've always maintained the kind of the link to the real world throughout all of these, that you are Blackshaw, a theatre company, mm-hmm. and Ellie, Vicky and Strat are all legit members of Blackshaw in real life. Chris, you are not. You are a guest from another area. Interloper! <laughs> I have an idea. Oh dear. <laughs> a, a kind of a, a classic spy trope is that you have the person that comes from the other service to help out. Yeah. With kind of local contacts, or there's some sort of uh, yeah joint benefit. I can be from Felix. You, yeah. yeah, you're essentially you're kind essentially of a Felix, Felix Lightery yeah. sort of thing, or yeah, or a handler. So it works because you're from another podcast. You're coming to help our podcast. <laughs> yeah. So many levels. <laughs> Does that mean it might be uh, like CIA, and we're going to make Chris do an accent the whole time? I mean, if you want. Yeah, but he could be or maybe from Britain. <laughs> or maybe or maybe he's like a Sean Bean type spy where regardless of where he's from, he he's always gonna sounds like... He's going to die at some point. Yeah, he's he's going to die at some point, but also it always sounds like he's from Sheffield. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Even when he's a, even when he's Russian. Yeah. Can you sound like you're from Sheffield? <laughs> I have no idea. You don't have to be from Sheffield either, I'm just saying. It's all right. If, you if, can keep if Benedict voice. Cumberbatch can get away with his accent in Doctor Strange, <laughs> I can get away with whatever comes out of my mouth, really, for the next few hours. That seems fair. I mean, I feel like you could just be British, that would be fine. Yeah. Americans love a British accent. Maybe you're yeah. American, but you just put on a British accent because it helps. It gets lots it, of attention. Yeah, my, my my real American accent wasn't working for me. <laughs> yeah, I was, it just wasn't likable to the local context. <laughs> it would be realistic it. for a spy to be able to do accents to fit yeah. in places. Mm-hmm. We'll see what comes out of my mouth. Well, they have those little voice changes like in Mission oh, Impossible yeah. that they stick on their voice boxes because that seems like technology that would work. Science. <laughs> yeah, is there going to be a hard limit on the layers of masks? <laughs> yeah. we'll get, that's actually the next thing I want to I want to yes, 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 no <laughs> needless to say we're in awesome uh, yeah um, so yeah we can we can kind of work out exactly where you fit in Chris later and we, we're going to um, roll some backstory stuff that will that maybe might clarify some of that uh, or we'll see whether you know what, what shakes out but are you happy with that as a kind of initial yeah let's idea? roll with it okay cool so next thing I want to talk about is uh, obviously spy genre has a lot of territory in it so uh, faceted. Yeah. Mm. So uh, I just want to get an idea of like what everybody likes in the spy genre and what everybody's kind of excited to to get involved with in this story. So like we've already had like what level of technology are we going with? Are we doing like the slightly sci-fi spy stuff with Mission Impossible voice changers and stuff? Uh, or do we want to be a bit more grounded? The, the one I want to kind of rule out from the start is the like Cold War John le Carré yeah. mm-hmm. style, just because I think it's it's quite slow and deliberate yeah. and mm-hmm. very mannered and it might not work. So. I think it requires a lot of like knowledge about <laughs> Yeah, it's mostly intelligence based, right? The socio-political climate yeah. of the time. You really have to be into that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's okay. 
yeah. and it's hard to sort of translate lots but... of long lingering shots of stuff and people, into audio mm-hmm. people following people people yeah. looking at stuff out of windows i mean yeah, yeah. People but, being tortured by the, the being torn between loyalty and yeah. personal what's yeah. yeah, exactly. No one's interested oh, in that. man with <laughs> personal what's <laughs> But kind of outside that, we've got other territories like uh, Bond. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Even within Bond, we have like Connery Bond, Roger Moore Bond, Daniel Craig Bond. And the Pierce, one we shall not speak of, Pierce, Pierce Brosnan. Brosnan. I, like I love Pierce Brosnan. Brosnan. No, like GoldenEye is still one of the best. Yeah. yeah. Best movies. He's. I don't love him as a Bond. No. And we've also got Mission Impossible, as we've said. Yeah, uh, there's, there's Bourne, uh, Jason Bourne. There's Spooks. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, like, what's everybody keen on and where, where, we, where do we want to fall? It needs to be some a, a sort of subgenre that can work well with kind of teams yeah. is often like, like Bond ranges. doesn't really yeah. work, yeah. work Bond that way. gets yeah think, some things but like Jason Bourne is very much he's all a, about, a lone operative yeah, yeah because of the situation that he's like yeah. put in is the whole world against him kind of thing I think the um the thing that they have in common is some of the like like the cinematic tropes around like cool gadgets awesome fight scenes stuff getting blown up people getting in and out of impossible situations yeah, like cool that's chases. that's mm. the stuff like for me that's the stuff that i like about all of those all of those movie franchises mm. um and tv shows and then also the kind of trying to maybe navigate like the the good and the bad and the gray areas between those in bond it's like the way that they do that is typically like He's in love with the woman, and then she turns out to be like a more like a femme fatale character than we were expecting, and it's kind of like yawn. Yeah. Um, whereas they do that better in some of the other some of the other. Also, things. Bond is very much like it doesn't even the tone doesn't particularly lend itself to a team no. simply because. There's no plan. No. Yeah. And like, he never once you've got a team with people with different skills, you want there to be some semblance yeah. of a plan at some point. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and everyone can yeah. do their bit, but without going the full, like you had last season, like, without going yeah. full heist. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, Bond's plan is always walk in. And see what happens. Tell yeah. everybody his real name. <laughs> yeah. And see what Twice. happens. Twice. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then I think... I think then Bond... order a badly made cocktail. <laughs> I think the thing... I think if we were going to bring anything from Bond into this, it would be... yeah. Well, yeah. It would be, like, the the suave stuff comes from him, right? Yeah. And it's that stuff of, like, actually just, like, going in, being really weirdly honest about exactly who you are and everything still somehow... Like, you being able to just get yourself out of ridiculous situations. Like, he is... He's suave. He is unsubtle. Yes. He is is a blunt instrument. Very much so. (laughs) Mm. However much M would really like him to be (laughs) subtle... Yeah, I don't think Em doesn't want him to do those things. I think she knows exactly what she wants. She's like, she's like the naughty one. He's like the naughty one that she loves. Yeah, and she's like, if I tell him not to do this, yeah. that's exactly what he'll do. I've never thought about it like that, but that would totally work, wouldn't it? There are about a million scenes of him, her, like telling him off, him leaving, and then her just going small smile. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But she's like, oh, Bond. Yeah. Uh, does that sound that kind of territory, like the suaveness, but a yeah. bit of like being quite blunt about things I think it does allow yeah it does allow for us to like go in and do stuff in a slightly unplanned way and then see if there's a like continue to see if there's ways that we can do a next move to try and make it work out for us as we go along which is kind of a Mission Impossible trope as well because they go in with a plan and then Ethan (laughs) balks it usually yeah exactly the arc is always one go where you go in with no plan it doesn't go very well villain moves (laughs) and then you have to go in properly this time yeah yeah yeah, you're right that's like the Bond system isn't it (laughs) yeah you underestimate the villain first time round well you get emotional 
are we going to have like because I think that the good thing about the Mission Impossible trope is like here's the set mission Mm -hmm. like here's the set thing that you have to do and if we're a team of people like that's normally how it kind of works in Mission Impossible right like Ethan's the front man but but there's also a reason that those that team is there rather yeah. than this guy and that guy. Right? Yeah, exactly. And he kind of sometimes Other than like, Rames is doing a different film. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But they do kind of like put the team together for the purpose. Of, I mean, it's always the kind of the same people with the same sorts of roles, but they kind of make it look like it's like a selection process based yeah, on yeah. the. You are like you are the people for the job. You are trusted yeah. to be skilled enough to get the job done. If you fail, it's because something was unanticipated or you were outmaneuvered, not because you messed yeah. it up. Little do they know. <laughs> they clearly haven't listened to the previous <laughs> podcast. Oh god. Yeah. Okay. okay. I'm I'm happy with with all of that as uh, as tone and as territory. Okay. If everybody else is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So the other negotiation to have is around um like stuff that we don't want to come up in the story. So the 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 one that I wanna I wanna rule out is um, my philosophy and therefore the reality of the world that I am creating for you is that torture doesn't work. Yep, seems fair. And so in the game, if you were to attempt that, it would not it would fail, and I would also strongly discourage you from doing. I don't want that in the show. Yeah, no, I don't want you guys like pulling out people's fingernails no. to get information. Uh, no. so I want you to find better ways. What about if someone were, say, strapped to something with a laser? <laughs> if the villains do it Go. to you. <laughs> I mean, that's... because that's Okay, less... it's a very one way. Yeah. <laughs> See, my, the distinction that I make in my head with that Goldfinger kind of stuff is like, that. He's that's not... Daddy. It's not torture. Yes, no. He's, he's not doing you. it to try and get information out of Bond. He's... He expects him to die. Exactly. Yes. I don't expect you to talk, Mr. Bond. Yeah. I expect you to die. Exactly. I'm just leaving you here in this elaborate death trap that you can escape. <laughs> exactly. So and it... that's what I mean about, like, that's Bond, right? They put him in ridiculous <laughs> situations and he always finds a way to get out and they leave him the latitude mm-hmm. to do so. So that's the, that's the ideal. So interrogation's fine. Like, questioning yeah. and, yeah. like, psychological trickery, but yes. no violence. Trickery is fine. Yeah. Finding, no enhanced interrogation. Yeah, finding out stuff that they yeah. like. What, what are their pressure points? Like, what do they want? And yeah. can yeah. we offer Blackmail, it to them as fine. a deal? Yeah. Blackmail's fine. Uh, like offering them a deal, like immunity and stuff like that. If that's something that you think that they yeah. would want, is fine. Just yeah. no beating information. Out. Okay, so yeah. I'll just I'll just say this list of things that I was going to do. I mean, is everybody happy with that as a yeah. boundary? Like, yeah, I, I wasn't. No, I, was I think we're saying like nothing cool and unusual, yeah. right? Like it's like. If you're having, you can have a fist fight with a, oh, absolutely. a, 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 a person, and that's fine, but not yeah. So I mean, not that, stuff for that, the purposes that, of extracting information. Yeah, I mean, maybe right. that's the next thing. Is like, yeah. what what level of violence is everybody comfortable with? <laughs> I don't think. I think after the Wild West, I should not answer that question. Yeah. <laughs> I think we know exactly, Yeah, we know exactly how how me and Ellie feel about violence yeah. in podcasts. Now. I think we you're should... incredibly comfortable. <laughs> Weirdly <Yeah>. comfortable. <laughs> When I when I accidentally punched someone and knocked them out in season one, we were all aghast. Yeah. And by season three, everyone's How like, it's grown. Um, I think for me, it's like like shooting, punching, um, blowing stuff up. Yeah, all seems all seems fine. Yeah, yeah. like fights. I mean, in most of those things, like it could be it, even when it's incredibly violent, it's not graphic. It's no, not gruesome. Yeah. Like, like, cartoon violence. We yeah. have like big blunt action things. Yeah, not like. Weird, gross, blew up the mountain lair. <laughs> yeah, cool. Yeah, so gunfights, fistfights, all on the table. The we're, we're only allowed to do it on the table. Keep it to the table, guys. Strat, we do everything on the table. <laughs> That's a very good point. 
Don't spoil the illusion. We're in secret HQ. We're all standing around one of those transparent I was, walls. I was, was going to say, it could still have a table. One yeah. that, it's like a pool table where we use it to like use brooms oh, yeah. to like push stuff around oh, yeah. to show where we're going to go. Can we have one of those in the air iPads? You know, where they like, on Avengers they use them yeah. a lot. They zoom yeah. in on things with their hands. It's in the air. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. that's the level of technology we want. So you, so you selected your gadget. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's like, useless. Oh, so the other thing that is kind of a feature of the spy genre that I feel like it would make sense to set boundaries around up front is like we talked about femme fatales and seduction. Sex! Seduction. <laughs> seduction as a means of like getting close yeah. to the villain and that kind of stuff. How does everybody feel about that, about role-playing that on air, okay, about so like, what they do and don't want to see? I feel like arena? it should be on the table. I, I, I did think about this, and I personally think that it should be a thing that is part of it, because I think seduction is such a huge part of the spy yes. genre. It's but I, I'm not necessarily going to be like... Let's not erotic fiction it. <laughs> that would be really Well, weird. I think we can cut scene it like they do in Bond, where they're yes. like... And everyone's then she's told him all of the information that he needs slash has died. <laughs> that happens a lot. I mean, yeah, that's not how I usually write sex scenes, but sure. Yeah. That's what happens, though. Don't yeah. sleep with Bond, ladies and gentlemen. Don't do it. Yeah, Bad for your house. Like table, but only if the chat up line is sufficiently Ooh. just awful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We've got. Would it be sort of that would probably be a rolling thing, right? Potentially, yeah. So, like, yeah, the, can you persuade this? The difficulty around that is it. It feels like. Um, if it's just uh, you, you roll, and if you roll well, then you've sedu- seduced them. Mm. I feel like that says weird things about consent. So I feel it like needs we need to, to be very consent. We need to establish yeah. up front that consent is there before yeah. you can even make the roll, and then as long as that's well, could you maybe as um, our person who plays other characters? <laughs> clearly indicate yeah. your level of consent. Yeah. Let's, yeah. let's role model what giving a, like enthusiastic yeah. affirmative consent yeah, looks yeah. like in a seduction situation. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Let's do that. Let's do that. <laughs> I mean, we're all going to end up having sex with Matt. So it's <laughs> I think that like the thing that you, that you roll to seduce them, not to have sex with them. And mm. so I, and like seduction could mean like, you know, you're, you're getting you, that you've person. You've won to, their trust. Yeah. You've won their trust in some way. Right. Yeah, it's like, I mean, cause the, the, as you say, you pretty much skip the like. Yeah. You pretty much skip the the sex part in a Bond film. Yeah. It's just that you have the bit before, yeah. and then it's yeah. done. So it's like, yeah. uh, it, and then at that point, it's pretty much like any other. Secrets. Yeah, and like, then the man with the, the really big yo-yo comes along. <laughs> yeah, I've seen that one. Yeah. <laughs> Has anyone? <laughs> yeah, surely ever. I forget which one it was, but massive yo-yo. They're lying in bed. Yeah, it comes down. And that's he pushes he... her away. He rolls away. It chops the bed in half. Yeah, classic scene. Classic scene. Oh. There's quite a lot of them where they do like a dropping. Because there's one where he's in Japan where they oh, poison down poison, the and it's supposed to be for him. And then she like snuggles. Don't snuggle, Bond, ladies and gentlemen. It's not good <laughs> for your health. And it just like lands on her lip and yeah. then she dies. And yeah. the one where he wakes up and there's a tarantula on the pillow. Yeah, and, that too. And then when she's gold. Yeah. 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 Although he turns up that time and she's That's gold. true, yeah. 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 He doesn't wake up and he's like, whoa, gold person. <laughs> I, like the idea of something very quietly. It's like, don't, don't even intend to snuggle one. They'll, they'll one you gold, you'll die. The one where she's gold is the one where Sean Connery is also wearing the powder blue play, play suit and matching espadrilles, which yes. is my favourite Bond outfit of all time. Like, honestly, my favourite. I did briefly wonder when you mentioned the giant yo-yo whether that was just your experience of um, copulating that afterwards there's a giant yo-yo. <laughs> <laughs> no. And with multiple parts. Partners as well. That's the way. Of I knew you were talking that. about. It's always I just don't think I'm starting to think it's me, Ellie. I'm starting to think it's me. <laughs> so basically, yeah. Seduction and consensual sex is on the table 
we are taking inspiration from things like Bond, but absolutely not modelling the <laughs> events on Bond because there are some very big problems with every single Bond yes. film. Every Even the one. good ones. Even yeah. the good ones and the most recent ones yeah. in terms of how they handle sex. Problematic yes. relationships with women, full stop, draw yes. a line underneath it. Yeah. Cool. Does anybody else have, have any other like boundaries they need to set around any kind of content? I don't think so. No? Um, if we do at any point... Uh, in play, uh, approach territory that starts making you feel icky. Um, there is a big X on the back of your profile, your character sheet. Show us the X and we will stop and work out what the thing is that is making you feel icky and we will manoeuvre around it. Okay. Such a safe space. You do not have to explain why you have X'd stuff okay. and there is no like negotiation of like, can oh, you, can you, it, yeah. oh, but I was yeah. really looking forward to that. If you've X'd it, then we're that's done. it. We're not doing it. All right. Should we do a quick rules recap for people who might be jumping on with this season or uh, people who haven't played in a little while? Yeah, do a real... Yeah. Recap. Quick, quick recap of just how the game works. I will uh, tell you about stuff that is happening uh, to people around you and the world. You all get to uh, describe what you do or attempt to do. And anytime you try to do something that somebody else is actively opposing or that runs the risk of interesting, exciting failure, uh, you'll roll two six-sided dice. You'll add probably one of your stats, which we'll work out later. And if the total is above 10, you get to take over narrating and tell us how you achieve the thing that you are trying to achieve successfully. If you roll between 7 and 9, you achieve the thing that you were trying to achieve, but there's some sort of catch, which uh, I will supply or we will negotiate. Uh, if you roll 6 or below, uh, then you fail and something bad probably happens. When you fail, you get to tick one of the fail boxes on your sheet. Mm -hmm. And if you tick one of the boxes that has a little star by it, then you get some sort of improvement. Uh, so mm -hmm. the first one gets you plus one to one of your stats. The second one gets you a new ability or move or speciality of some description. Uh, and the final one gets you like a stroke of luck, which you can spend later to automatically succeed on something you'd otherwise have to roll for. The wounds and injuries are back. We didn't have these for the heist, but we had them in the Western. Basically, if you get hurt, uh, you the default is you cross off a wound. This is most likely to happen, obviously, when you're like in a gunfight or a knife fight or some something with like some sort of henchman. If uh, we decide that the, or the the harm that you're taking is more significant than just a wound that you could keep going through, uh, then you get an injury instead. Or if you've taken two wounds, the next time you take damage is automatically an injury. Uh, and if you take more damage after you've injured, then you're out. And that might mean that you're dead, or it might mean that you're unconscious and in hospital, or it might mean that you've been captured by the enemy, but you're out either permanently or temporarily. A thing that I've changed about this is you can't patch people up in, in scene unless you take that as your signature move. Um, uh, so in, in the Western, we had the thing where you could roll uh, your... What, what do we call it in that? Hold. Your hold. You could roll hold over somebody to try and patch up a wound that they'd taken. But first of all, I think that reduces the jeopardy that you feel like you're in. Mm. And I, I 
kind of when you're wounded, I want it to feel like you're really at risk. Mm -hmm. Um, And also it just meant that like every time somebody took damage, we had to pause while somebody rolled to patch them up and it kind of slowed stuff down. So if you take a wound, you heal one wound between scenes, provided that there's like some time passing between them. If you're injured then we ha- and you want to heal that up, then we have to do some sort of scene describing how you try and patch up the injury. So, like, you're taken to a, a makeshift hospital or, um, like, you have to, like, f- get medical supplies by, like, heisting an ambulance or something mm-hmm. like that. There has to be some sort of effort put into healing up an injury. Make sense? Yes. Yep. So next thing I want to do is uh, work out some details of your backstory. So I've already established that you are an international touring theatre company who are also secret agents ready to be activated. But let's find out some specifics about you personally. And I'm you're, first you're to go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Sat in the hot seat. Can you roll yeah. the on-brand Merely Roll Players black and white dice, please? Of course. Five on the black die means somebody of out of these three covered for you when you went AWOL that one time? I think Vicky covered for me. That does seem like a thing I would do. And the thing I was doing, I reckon in this world, Helen still exists, uh-huh. but nobody knows. Oh, you're like Hawkeye. Secret wife. Yeah, secret yeah. wife. Yeah, like Hawkeye. So I had to go every now and again, like, go off and see my secret wife. And family. And family. <laughs> Is she a secret wife because she does know you're a spy? <laughs> and there you go, oh, I better not tell anyone about I my wife. Her, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, I think she probably doesn't know I'm a spy. She just thinks maybe I am talking. Well, no, she no, knows. She knows. Yeah, Helen, Helen would know. know. Yeah, Helen would, I'd have told her. <laughs> Helen knows I'm a spy, so she understands that, yeah, that she's got to be safe so no one can know that she's my wife. Mm. Yeah. Uh, and what, Vicky, why did you, what, what did you tell the service that he was doing? Um, I... what, what do you tell the service he is doing when he goes on these illicit meetings um i think we've like set up some kind of like long like mission that he has to go and Uh, do like so we've kind of even like we've set up something that's like a yeah if it's a if it's a multiple times rather than a single time i think we've set up something where they think it's like it's like legitimately in the system as like a you've got an ongoing investigation of some yeah ongoing assignment yeah and they think we're going and doing it like together and then i can cover like can can we have a a code name for this assignment um, I'm going to use one of the 10 code names that I came up with. <laughs> Operation Villain House. I've got so many code names. Yeah, it's Operation... Edifice. Nice. Oh, like hello. It. Yeah, it's good, isn't it? Uh, so, you don't, Strat? so Strat gets loyalty to you for this, because okay. you are covering for him, which makes him more loyal more loyal to you. So Strat gets one loyalty to Vicky. And your other five yeah. uh, means that you were on a mission with one of these three, Okay. and your orders were to pull out and come back to base yeah but you defied those orders to go back for your mission partner okay so if we're going for are we sticking with chris being from another service like, is that, uh, yeah, is so that I, thing so we're doing maybe i didn't get ordered to withdraw yeah maybe. and like, but i was, I was like to die. yeah so i went back <laughs> in and maybe that's a good reason for why you're helping us out with this one as well I owe you one. You owe me Ooh, one. Cool. Nice. Yeah. So you're seconded for, or you're you're a contact from another service, but you have worked together yeah. at least with Strat before. So Chris, you get one loyalty to Strat for pulling your fat out of the fire that one time. Uh, do you want to put any more flesh on the bones of like what the danger was? I think you're probably going undercover, some sort of I don't know some sort of like triad 
thing yeah. situation yes going in on the cover yeah so there you go <laughs> uh and i maybe i knew that uh my cover was blown. the cover was blown we'd both been burnt so I was I got the word to be pulled out by MI six, presumably, or the service or whatever. Let's yeah, call it the service for now. The service. Um you your Best your service less into, you know, protecting your life. I was like, screw that. <laughs> Gotta go in and uh, kill a load of triads probably. <laughs> Is it the service, the agency? Yeah. Oh, completely like, yeah. different yeah. Yeah, that yeah. works. Yeah. They have a sort of FBI, CIA sort <laughs> yeah. of log ahead to yeah. a lot of the time. So the agency weren't getting you out, so I yeah, I pulled you out of there. Okay. Chris, you're next. Can you roll some dice for me, please? <laughs> okay, so the two on the black die. One of these three people from a, a completely different uh, service is like the benchmark that you judge yourself by. Like they have a reputation and you're like, I want to be as good as them. Let's roll with Ellie. Nice. Uh, which means that you have one loyalty to Ellie. So that so that means that you've you've at least had contact with Ellie or know her by reputation within the like the, the intelligence community. It's my tech knowledge, isn't it? That's, not <laughs> That's what I was thinking. It's your just previous like... life as a heist uh, and like criminal. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> on the heist. <laughs> uh, yeah. So you you have like a level of admiration for Ellie, yeah. and you so. you you kind of judge your own performance by. Uh, would this would this stack up against what Ellie does? Uh, and what was the other die? Two on the black. Two on the black, four on the white. Uh, you were on a mission with one of these fine folks, uh, and they killed somebody you were supposed to be capturing alive, and you covered for them. I mean, it doesn't make sense to me for it to be strange. <laughs> and... I don't think I would look up to Ellie if she killed someone who meant to be capturing. <laughs> Probably leaves me then. Yeah. So <laughs> seems like I guess. I, I guess Vicky. Yeah. Maybe just accidentally punched him too hard. <laughs> it happens, Vicky. It happens. It literally does yeah. happen. It literally does yeah. happen. We've both been there, man. We've both been there. So Vicky, you get one loyalty to Chris for covering for you. Okay. Did you kill this person on purpose for some sort of reason? Almost in definitely. In defiance of orders. Yeah. yeah. Almost definitely. What did you have against them? Uh, yeah, I think I think I think I decided that if they were captured, they would be able to. They had like leverage that would allow them to strike some kind of immunity deal. Yeah. And I thought that the world would be better off if they no longer existed. Plus, I've probably got some kind of vendetta. Classic <laughs> Bond move. That uh, such a Bond move. Yeah, but I like the idea that if they had, you know. Cross your personal morals. Yeah, you're like no. no, we're done here. Yeah, I like that you put the vendetta in. It's just a cheeky second one. Yeah. It's like uh, it was because of the diplomatic immunity thing and like burning personal yeah, vendetta. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but mostly the first thing. Yeah, secondarily, yeah. <laughs> deep seated hatred. Yeah, that too. Maybe that too. That too. looked at me funny. <laughs> so almost definitely. So Chris, in your in your field report, what did you what did you say happened? Well, I think at that point the mission went somewhat south and we had to fight out there anyway and yeah. uh, so it was just a caught in the crossfire sort of situation can you roll some dice for me please ellie Probably. give me the result of the black die first then the white die okay black die one who recruited you to the service out of this lot out of this lot vicky yeah did cool you get one loyalty to vicky so you've uh, you've clearly made a name for yourself since that recruitment oh yeah she's like the um the the young up-and-comer so, uh, Vicky, do you think you still outrank Ellie, or has she risen in the ranks until you're like? No, I feel like maybe I brought her, I brought her in, but I just was like, had been in the service a little longer. Not necessarily that I like 
maybe like recruited her like did the interview and was like I'm hiring oh, okay. you to work for me it was more like so it like, wasn't like your role yeah. to do recruitment yeah you just I like brought saw her talent in. yeah that's yeah, it you saw talent in this <laughs> are we going with that you were uh, you ran heist <laughs> <laughs> maybe I mean I did notice when prepping for this that there's a lot of uh, transferable skills from yeah. heist to yeah. spy yeah you had some serious spy skills in that I mean the other guys did not but you did <laughs> None of them had anything to bring to the table at the, at, the, at, the, at the service. So did the recruitment kind of come in that way where it's like, for some reason on a mission, you need them to do something mm-hmm. with you. And at that point, exactly. they know it exists. And be- so it's like, well, we have to bring you I reckon, under the wing or kill you. I think <laughs> it's like the TV show Chuck, also about spies. <laughs> yeah. Great show about spies. If you haven't seen it, then I urge you to watch it. Um, where you're like a civilian who we have to create, a, turn into an asset for some reason. Yeah. And you show such promise and talent that we then bring you into the agency. Cool. I like it. Sounds good. The service. Oh, the <laughs> service. Sorry. <laughs> the service. Uh, so the other die was a five. We've had a five in that one before. So you get a six. Okay. Um, you share an off the books safe house with one of these three. So the the service has official safe houses that it maintains and has records of, but you and one of these three fine folks has set up an off-the-books one that nobody but the two of you knows about. It's strap. We've cool. lived together before. <laughs> it does make sense. So you get one loyalty to each other. <laughs> oh, shit. This one, this one okay. goes, goes both ways. Is the safe house tooled, or is <laughs> it just a place to, like, go on the land? Yeah, let's establish that. Let's not establish where it is at this point, yeah. because yeah. I think we can decide that in-game mm, if and when useful. you decide that you need to use it. Sure. I think we would tool it up to the oh, nines. Because yeah. if we need an off-the-box When you're issued one, a tiny gun with the silencer and you go, this won't do at all, <laughs> and then you go to your safe house and yeah. like, there's just folding out bookcases yeah. full of guns. Yeah, I think it's if you're disavowed, if yeah. something goes bad, if we're burnt, if we're betrayed, yeah. Yeah. we need yeah. someone where no one knows where we are that is fully kitted out because yeah. presumably in that situation we wouldn't have access to the services no. stuff. Yeah, I think exactly. every wall is either like a plaster wall fake that you can smash through and it's just filled with go Yeah, bags, John Wick style. Or it's a flippy wall and behind it there's a secret yeah, room Kingsman style I've had so much fun building it all oh, like really camera would, yeah. probably so, some booby traps in there yeah all kinds booby of traps so the up and, <laughs> the up and coming the up and coming service prodigy and uh, Strat with his secret wife ha- are, you're, you're planning you have a contingency plan for when you have to go rogue you yeah. think this is going to be a probability at yeah. some point in the future I don't think we think we're, we're going to go rogue but right. maybe they there's going to be there might be a time where they think we've gone rogue well maybe or where maybe we have to appear to have gone rogue for the sake of the mission well maybe Strat is worried that they're going to find out mm. about his secret wife so this is his backup plan but he hasn't let Ellie in on it because don't trust anybody and and you've got some other reason that we don't know about that it makes sense for you I mean thus far we haven't even started and everything Strat's been involved with <laughs> is involved going AWOL having secret things yeah. <laughs> going rogue so shady <laughs> I've, got, I've got a secret wife I disobeyed orders and went back to get you out yeah. <laughs> oh like... he's a maverick this man is a maverick renegade it's just good good pro- policy to have like a backup plan yeah, makes for sense. unforeseen circumstances right yeah, yeah all good spies have one yeah, yeah I'm really into home decor so yeah, I, I like the, houses is good. I like the idea that you just both assume that everybody else also has a similar thing <laughs> you probably do actually. So, so it's not the dumb thing <laughs> yeah. all right cool Vicky let's roll black die first it's a six Ooh, you were you were captured alongside one of these three and you you worked together to escape um, I think alongside Chris on a joint agency mission. Cool. So it seems my cover gets blown and I get captured a lot. <laughs> yeah. 
You're rubbish. <laughs> I mean, it seems. But to, so am I. I'm terrible at disguises. I feel and like accents. I feel like it's on the same op where mm-hmm. I do the like that's the one time we work together oh, yeah. where I do the I, I kill yeah. the person we're supposed to be capturing. Okay, yeah. Um, maybe that's what got you both captured. Yeah, or that was a way we were having to get out of being captured. Oh, part of the escape. Yeah, like when we were strapped to the tables with the lasers coming at us, that's why we had to, <laughs> and then I killed a person. Yeah, and I wanted to just escape and come back and get the person another time. Yeah, you weren't and I was having like, any of it. let's blow this whole thing up. <laughs> yeah. It yeah. does feel like the agency don't have your back as much as they Yeah, could. but I think that's kind of like... If I'm gonna be like the guy who's just there, like deep cover, like I, d- I don't think they would. They, yeah. they, they, yeah. they would forever deny all knowledge. That yeah, it's there, the right? that's the Ethan Hunt classic, isn't it? Yeah. Of like we've sent you in, and now you're now that you're in, you don't exist. You don't exist. Yeah. So you have to get yourself out, whatever it is. Mm. Yeah. Did you do you think that in this situation you uh, you took out whoever it was that captured you, or do you still have like somebody out there that you've got history with? Oh yeah, let's say they're still out there. Yeah. Yeah. Could it? So, if you took so the person that caught you was the uh, the person that you killed, mm-hmm. could we have like it's their sister or their brother or yeah, fa- yeah. some sort of family hands group yeah, in this situation? Exactly. Can we do <laughs> yeah. that? So it's yeah, uh, yeah, yeah exactly. a relative of some sort. Yeah, that... yeah. we got a group of sitch on our yeah. hands. Yeah. yeah. Jeremy Irons hates our guts. <laughs> oh man, that would be amazing. I say this with great trepidation. Would anybody like to name this person? <laughs> Edward Teal. <laughs> what was that? Edward Teal. Edward Teal. Oh, crashed it. Edward Teal is your sort of. I've got a code name for him if yeah. we need an agency. Oh, yes, yes, we need an agency code <laughs> I've got name. So many guys. Yeah, it's good because um, I don't have one. <laughs> it's probably why I get captured all the time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it is. Yeah, hello, I missed a spy. Helix. The target's name is Helix. Oh, Helix. Okay. I've got so many good ones, guys. I couldn't stop coming up with them this week. Cool. Code name Helix, aka Edward Teal, has a vendetta against uh, Vicky and Chris Do- for killing his. Son. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> killed his son. <laughs> yeah. you so much like you didn't know what you were about to say there. I'm you just sorry. did the gesture and just were okay. How old is his, was his son when you killed him? Oh, like adults. Oh, that's fine then. Because yeah. <laughs> the person that she killed, rather than capturing, it's that. Yeah, he was right. there. He yeah, was it's there. unlikely that would be a child. Yeah. Vicky, Chris, do me and Ellie know that this happened? Is this something that is known to us? Do we I know like about we Helix? Need to know. I haven't told you. No. <laughs> So we I don't know about Helix, but then you don't. You I feel presumably like it's pretty foolish to not be occasionally. So. Yeah, I think you're going to regret not having told us about <laughs> your arch enemy. I don't feel like he's an arch enemy. He's just one of them. We we botched so many missions. Yeah, at this I've point. got enemies yeah. for days. Like we assume they've all got safe house. Vicky and Chris, everyone's killed someone's son and have them after them. <laughs> In my head, we've invited these guys over for like dinner at our safe house. No, it's the safe house. No, no. Would you like to come to my super secret safe house? You're not going to have a fun I felt like we might. You only go there in emergency. Okay, fine. Yeah, oh my no, god. I did specify only the Do two you of you know done, about Chris? the safe house. <laughs> uh, so, Love Vicky and Chris, you both get one royalty to okay. each other. Uh, and your other one was um, you're hiding a mysterious package for somebody. Ooh. I don't know. Do I know you what it is? You don't know what the package is. Okay, you're, for Ellie. You're hiding it, no questions asked. Yeah, for Ellie. Okay, so Ellie, you get one loyalty to Vicky. It's already suggests to me that super secret safe house isn't is compromised. <laughs> Vicky, you you don't know what the package is, but you know where you've got it stashed. Right. Ellie, you know what the package is, but you don't know where Vicky's stashed it. You've specifically asked her to hide it somewhere where you don't know. Okay. About it. It's something you want to keep super secret, like in case you are interrogated, you won't be able to tell anyone anyone where it is. Mm-hmm. What do you what do you th- have you got any idea what it might be? I feel like it might be documents related mm-hmm. to my real identity. Ooh, yeah. yeah, I like it. Like if I have a con background, mm-hmm. then the identity that 
and these guys know me as my real identity isn't my real real identity uh-huh. oh you're keeping so, a secret from the service nice from the world <laughs> and they'd have had to do like a rigorous background check and i feel like you've still yeah, oh, yeah. the background check with your yeah, false identity yeah. and, the, and the service haven't worked it out oh yeah. that would be so cool yeah. this is, you'll get out of jail free card and presumably yeah. we have some system by which you find out where it is if something happens to me um, I feel like it's like in the event of my death, like I have to do a check-in thing on a regular basis. If it, it does, I don't check in, it's going to email you like coordinates yeah, or something that you can use. Yeah. To... So then if I'm if From I'm some dead, kind of air-based it. technology. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Does everybody have loyalty to everybody? Nope. No. no. If, you, if you have people on there who you don't have a number for, it's a zero. And the final loyalty number you will need is your loyalty to the service or the agency, <laughs> no. which you just get to pick based on what you, how loyal you think you are. And it's going to be a number f- between two and negative two. Am I doing it for, for the, agency? the agency? This is basically for if you ever have to like ask your superiors for anything. Is it, is it also like a ranking of like how much of a company person you are? Yeah, yeah. kind of. Yeah, like how, how, how unquestioningly you think you follow orders, mm. how much you trust the service or the agency to actually like be doing good yeah. That, that you believe in the mission and that kind of thing. What are all your numbers? Uh, I went with a zero. Ooh. I don't think they're bad. I think if you go into a negative thing, you've got a kind of a negative opinion of yeah. the service. Whereas in my backstory so far, obviously I have... You're quite the maverick. Them, <laughs> but clearly... Sometimes you think you know best. Exactly, yeah. That's what I think the, the zero indicates. Like I, I'm happy to go on the missions, but... They better be done my way. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Sometimes you don't agree with the method that you are told to use yeah. to achieve the end. Oh, thing you have to say, I don't agree with your message. Yeah. But damn it, I respect the results. <laughs> yeah. That kind of thing. Okay, Chris, what have you got uh, from the agency? I went with one. I considered two because I think he, uh, I guess, going to be very professional, mm-hmm. very committed to the cause, but I, I like the idea that the agency <laughs> and the service don't necessarily see eye to eye. And so I think sometimes I probably give help or information that I probably shouldn't be giving to the service yeah. if, if I ask the agency. But if they're going to deny my existence, then like, it's, it's, like, it's yeah. like sometimes I think that's what needs to happen. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like the idea that you you put, are somebody who puts your trust in like people who are at your level, like other agents, rather yeah. than putting your trust in like the people at the top. Like, I think the methods of the agency mm-hmm. and like the ideals there, I prefer those to... The, service and mm-hmm. i'm loyal to the idea but you know i know that i am just a, a, a cog in a machine yeah i've just remembered that the agency is a thing in the space jam continuum yeah maybe there's going to be some <laughs> tunes <laughs> uh ellie how loyal are you to the service i'm a minus one okay Ooh. because i because of my background i'm kind of like this works for me at the moment mm-hmm. being part of the service but my loyalty really lies with my team rather than the service as an entity. Do you I kind like of it. carry on because it occupies your brilliant mind? Yeah. <laughs> Thank ice. you. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, I think it kind of, I like the, the structure and the excitement and the uh, like continued activity. And I think most of the time they're missions that I am very much on board with. So I keep it going because for me at the moment it works. Cool. And finally, Vicky. Uh, zero. Sort of for the same reason, but I think it's because I'm like consistently using my moral compass over following orders, or my my, my perception of my moral compass yeah. over following orders. We better not ask the service for anything. <laughs> 
But I think that's it. Like, we may be the kind of team that does, like, yeah. it probably doesn't, like, maybe necessarily serve in the service's best interest for us to be super loyal to them because the way that we get results is by yeah. kind of going off and working really autonomously. Yeah. But just based on our backstory stuff, we've clearly done enough that's not the kind of thing that company people do. No. Yeah. It sounds like we're, we're all happy with the idea that you are, like, deniable field assets. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, yeah, yeah. If, you, if you go off the rails, the, the yeah. service can just say, well, that, that was nothing to do with us. Some yeah. random people went rogue and shot up an embassy. Yeah. We didn't tell them to do that. We've never met these people. Right. Shut up, Joan. Look at this picture of me on your birthday. I bought you that cake. <laughs> Such bad field craft to get photographed in the birthday photo. <laughs> yeah, just on Facebook. <laughs> right. Any any questions? Uh, Don't think so. Have you been clear to everyone about like the premise and how the game's going to work and that kind of stuff? Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Let's get started. You've been listening to Merely Role Players. You can look us up wherever you find podcasts, on Twitter at Merely Roleplay, and at facebook.com slash Merely Roleplayers. Reviews and kind words are all very much appreciated, and we hope you'll join us again for our next episode. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start by, by pitching you the season. Okay. All right. uh, so Does the... that mean we have to say yes, yes or no? <laughs> <laughs> like, can we decide whether we're in or out and give you money? <laughs> hey, I mean, you get you. I, I'm I'm handing much more control to the players these days than I did in the early days. Yes. So you can tweak, but the core premise: uh, if you decide you hate it, then we're in a bit of a bind because okay. I've done it. <laughs> everything okay. is based around it. So guys, he's pitching it, but we all have to say yes. Okay? okay. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it's fine though. We have that plan B where I'm a vet. So <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be fine. Yeah, we're gonna do, we'll do a James Harrier type season. Yeah. Like yeah. archers. It's gonna yeah. be very gentle. <laughs> yeah.